Welcome to another episode of Full Definition. Woo! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Here, guys, on Full Definition, we are exploring the fullness of life that Jesus talks about when he says the whole reason why he came was to give us this full life. What does that mean? And what does that look like? And how can we get that in our everyday lives? That's what we're exploring here on FD. And today we are looking at faith. And I'm super excited to get into this one. So excited, but I'll try and contain myself, I promise. But before we get any further, let's just get clear on what we're talking about. When I say faith, I'm not talking about organized religion or anything of that sort. No, I'm talking about the fundamental, elemental, monumental definition of faith in simplicity if we look in the dictionary faith is defined as having trust or confidence in something or someone and that's very clear that's very similar and i love it but then there's another definition in hebrews 11 in the bible which adds a bit more color to the definition of faith which i love so much and it goes like this it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And what it's doing here is it's putting context, right, on the circumstances in which we need to exercise faith, in which we usually exercise faith. And I love that because it helps make things a little clearer for me. You know, I was having a conversation with a group of friends one night, and we were talking about just things in general, random stuff, the world, politics, etc. And we got into faith somehow. And one of my friends goes, oh, I didn't have any faith. He's a really good friend of mine, so, you know, I, I, I could do this with him. And I thought, I thought for a while and I said, actually, I'm going to challenge that, you know. I don't think I agree with that. I think what you're saying is you don't have faith in Jesus like I do. But I think you do have faith in something. And he sat and thought for a while. And the conversation sort of carried on. And then he came back again and he was like, actually, you know what? You're right, Sarge. I have faith in humanity. And I thought, hmm, that's an interesting response. You know what? I think it's the same for most of us, if not all of us. We all have faith. I think human beings are by nature creatures of faith. We exercise faith in everyday life so much, we probably now take it for granted. So I think the question isn't really, do you have faith? But I think the real question is, do you know what your faith is in? All right, let's check this out a bit more. Let's look at taking public transport. This is something that most of us will be able to relate to. And this requires faith. It's faith in something that we haven't seen. So whether we're taking a car, bus, plane, whatever it is, we haven't seen the manufacturing that's gone into making that car, like all the components right? We haven't seen the maintenance that's been done on it to make sure that it continues to perform well. And so we just get in it and assume that it's going to get us from A to B. But what we're doing by getting in there is putting our faith in the people who have done all those things. They've checked, they've certified, and they've ensured that it's suitable for its purpose. In some other countries where we have absolutely no faith, and I'm not going to mention any countries by name, but we have absolutely no faith that they've done the maintenance and all of that care to make sure that the vehicle or whatever motor transport you're using is up to standard. 
right? It's probably a lot easier to put your faith in God because you know you definitely cannot put your faith in any of those people to have done what they're supposed to do. So we all have faith. And you know, sometimes I've heard people describe faith as a blind leap. Like you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you look out and it's just cloud cover and you've got absolutely no idea what's underneath the cloud cover and you're just going to jump. And no way. That's not what faith is like at all. In actual fact, faith is always based on evidence. It's always based on some amount of evidence. And what happens is, for the person who is putting their faith in something because of some evidence that they have, right? Someone else looking at that situation, it could either be that, from the observer's perspective, the amount of evidence that they have before them is not sufficient in their own minds to justify putting their faith in that thing or that person. Or it could be the case that the observer has not seen the evidence and just assumes that there is no evidence and therefore, from their perspective, it looks like taking a blind leap. But faith is always based on evidence. And that evidence could be just observation, experience. We see hundreds of thousands of people use public transport every day, for example. And for us, that's sufficient evidence. Now, faith isn't static. It isn't sort of a one-time, I put my faith in something and then that's it. You know, your faith can grow and your faith can dwindle. Let's suppose I put my faith in money, for example. If I encounter a really difficult situation in life and I'm able to sort of throw money at it and get access to a solution, hey, my life is better again. Great. What happens to my faith? Boop, 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 boop. Your faith goes up. And if that happens again and again, your faith keeps getting topped up because you encounter a really difficult problem and you're able to solve it just by having enough money. So then what happens if I don't have money? If I don't have money, but then I believe that money is the solution to all my problems, then my faith is still in money and it's not shaken by the lack of money. But on the flip side, if you encounter a problem which... No matter how much money you throw at it, it just doesn't get better. You know, life is just still difficult and it's not a question of money anymore. Then your faith dwindles. And this is how it is when we put our faith in things. But what about when we put our faith in people? How does that go? The characteristics of a thing are defined. You know, a table's a table, a chair's a chair, a car's a car, and so on. But the characteristics of a person are discovered. So when you first meet someone, and you've got absolutely no idea who they are, and you're trying to decide whether or not you can trust them, whether or not you can put faith in them, what we do is we gather all the information we can about them. It might be who introduced us to them, it might be the circumstances in which we met them, their environment, what they do. We piece together as much information about them, put it all together, and that becomes the evidence on which we base whether we can put faith in them or not. And then as time goes, if the relationship continues, then over time, if they show themselves to be trustworthy again and again, then our faith in them grows. And on the flip side, if they show themselves to be untrustworthy, then our faith in them dwindles. The way I think about faith is that 
it's infinite. We have an infinite amount of faith that we can put in different things in our lives. But there's a weighting, there's a scale. So we can have more faith in something than another thing, right? But it doesn't mean we don't have faith in those two things. There's just more in one than another. And so you have this limitless liquid that you can sort of fill up with different containers. And you can have faith in one guy called John and another guy called Peter. And you could have twice as much faith in Peter as you do in John. And that's the way it goes. So for me, I try to put as much as possible of my faith in the Jesus container, right? Because out of all the relationships I've had, he's the one who has shown himself to be trustworthy consistently. Even when I'm not, he is. And that's just the amazing thing about him. And you know, it's not only the reactions or responses that we get from people that can sort of like grow our faith or cause our faith to dwindle. It's also the circumstances. Sometimes we might look around at the circumstances and even though we have faith in a person, we sometimes project the limitations of our imagination onto that person and think, oh, there's no way they'll be able to fulfill what they've said. So if they've given their word and we somehow in our own minds have decided, actually, you know what, whatever they said they're going to do, it's actually not possible. Then we start to have less faith in them. And sometimes it can be fear. Fear can cause us to lose faith because we're focusing on the negative outcome and the negative outcome starts to get magnified in our own imagination and therefore the space which faith would have occupied is taken up by fear. But one of the things I'm trying to really put in practice in my life is to remind myself of the good events. So the positive events that help me reinforce my faith in a person. Because I find that I tend to remember the negative experiences a lot more than the positive. And so my view of someone is skewed to an extent. And so because of that, I need to cause myself to remember the good so that I can have a balanced view and put the right amount of faith in that person. You know, another thing that can cause us to have less faith in someone or lose faith completely in someone is if they do something that is out of character and that's valid right you know if someone does something that's really horrible then they're not the sort of person that we want to put our faith in but this is where it gets a little bit tricky because sometimes what can happen is we can create an image of a person and then put our faith in that image and then we tell ourselves that we've put our faith in that person But if they then show us or we discover a characteristic that is not aligned with the image that we have of them in our heads, then we're suddenly like, hey, hang on a minute. This is not what I signed up for. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I thought you were like this. But now you're showing me that you're like that. I can definitely put my faith in this, but not in that. You're discovering more about that person that starts to shift what you believe they were, you know, that image that you had created in your mind, and then you start to lose faith in them. And so when we're in a relationship with people, we need to be careful to make sure we haven't created a little box that we choose to define their character and, you know, who they are. But actually we allow for the element of discovery of who they are and then respond to that. 
So why is faith so important to living a full life? This is the beginning of the exciting bit, right, guys? There's a story of the Bible Jesus told in Matthew 25 about a man who's going on a long journey to a faraway country. Now, before he left, he called three of his employees together and he entrusted them with a portion of his wealth. He gave the first one five talents, the second two talents, and the third one talent. And then he left. Now, talent in those days was a very large sum of money. And the first guy goes off and trades with the five talents. And he makes five more. So awesome. And then likewise, the second guy goes off with his two talents and trades. And he makes two more. And now the last guy, however, basically stashes his one talent away somewhere. And does nothing with it. Now, after a long time, the boss came back. And he called them together to get the lowdown of what's been going on since he left. Now, the first guy came and was like, oh, dude, check it out. He gave me five talents and now I've got ten. And the boss is like, nice. Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, so I will appoint you over many things. I mean, that's that's, that's sweet, right? <laughs> And then the second guy came and said this is like a similar thing. He was like, look, you gave me two talents and now I've got four. And he got exactly the same response from the boss as the first guy did. And then the third guy, however, came and returned the one talent to the boss that he had stashed away somewhere. And he explained why he had done this. He said, I knew, quote unquote, talking to the boss, that you were a hard man. You're reaping off the benefits of other people's hard work. And then he was also, because of that, probably afraid of the consequences of potentially messing up the investment, right? And things going south. And the boss called him wicked and lazy. And he said, look, the least you could have done was put the talent into the bank. And at least now I would have got some interest. And I love that story. But I think there's a really important message in there about faith. And we can see it in sort of the three characters in this story. We could be like the boss, who had great faith in them and demonstrated this by entrusting them with his valuable possessions and giving them complete freedom as he didn't give them any instructions after giving them the talent. He just gave them and left. And then he used his faith to draw out, to call out potential that he knew was within each of them because he gave them talents according to the abilities he knew they had. Or he could be like the third servant who responded to the boss's faith in him with fear and apathy. He had no confidence in his own ability even though it had been acknowledged by the boss. He had created an image of the boss whom he could not put his faith in and decided that that was who the boss was. Now clearly the other two didn't have that image of the boss so perhaps it suggests that if two of them didn't think so and he thought so most likely he got it wrong or we could be like the first two servants right who responded to faith with faith you remember the analogy of the faith being this infinite liquid that we have and we have jars for you know, every person in our lives or everything in our lives that we can put faith in. See, what the boss did showed he had 
filled the jars with his faith. So he had complete faith in each of the servants because he gave all three of them investments. But you see, the way I understand the faithfulness that he commended the first two with is that they were full of faith in the boss. The jars of a boss were full and they trusted his decisions. They saw just how much faith he had put in them. And you know what that does? That kind of raises the bar for them, but also at the same time, it becomes a loud voice in your corner cheering you on saying, I know you can do this. Come on. Right? And then their response was, whoa, this guy believes in me. I'm also going to believe I can do this. And then they poured faith in their own jars, right? They're, they're me jars. And that raised their own faith in themselves. And then they began to be more confident, do more things that the boss already saw that they could do release their potential, realize more of their potential. It's just amazing. This is what faith does when it's rightly placed. There's nothing quite like the feeling of full belief in you or in something you're doing from another person whom you love, trust, and respect. It's just amazing. We need this in our lives. Now, this is different from being overconfident. Right. So this is not some delusion in your head as to you have some ability that you don't have. No, this is a response to someone's faith demonstrated in you. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. So if we're living with full jars of faith in the right people, then that brings out more of the gifts, more of the talents that we have within us. And when we use those in a way that is loving and encouraging to other people, then we begin to live full of lives. Yeah. This is why faith is so important. Now, the other reason why faith is important is because Jesus talked about it a lot. Jesus said to his disciples, who were a group of first century Jews, he said, you believe in God, right? Then believe in me also. In other words, have faith in me. Wow, that is a big statement, right? That is a really big statement. And there were times when Jesus responded to his disciples saying, Come on, guys, come on. Why do you guys have such little faith? Come on. But you know, it's the other thing that Jesus said that makes me super excited about this. All right, so check this out, check this out. He said, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, and they must have been looking at some mountain at some point, but you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And this is the best bit. This is the best. And nothing will be impossible for you. And I'm like, what? Check it out. Damn. That's so sweet. This is what we've got to look forward to. It's almost unbelievable, right? But it's true. Faith in Jesus enables everything. But you see, this nothing is impossible life cannot be separated from Jesus. It's a life lived with him as the boss. It's not an easy one, but boy, oh boy, it sure is worth it. And I'm only just getting started. And if you don't know who Jesus is, just download a Bible app, 
search for Luke and start reading. You know, the best way to get to know someone who you can't talk to right away is to hear from people who know them. I mean, how do you find out if someone is trustworthy? You have to gather as much evidence as you can and then give it a go and decide for yourself. And if you're listening and you know God and he has asked you to do something for him, then he believes you can do it. God has faith in you. <laughs> wow. I mean, if he believes, why don't you? God, get out there. Do it. I'm, I'm kind of speaking to myself now. <laughs> it's amazing, guys. Just look around you. Are the people around you people of faith or people of fear or apathy? Do you know what your faith is in? Is your faith in the right jar? A thing can't put faith in you or draw out your potential. Only a person can. And you see, these jars are originally filled with unbelief and fear. That's just how we are. We're humans. So be sure you're putting your faith in the right thing and certainly not in an image of someone, right? So come on, let's do this. We need faith. We absolutely need it to draw out. And we, and, and we can do that. We can be either one of those two people, the, you know, the, the boss or the first two guys in that story, drawing out potential from people or realizing more of our potential. You know, the faith thing is an amazing part of living fully and doing it together, right? So you guys go on. Whatever you do today, I hope you're filling the right jars with faith. And I hope that you have someone in your life that enables you or empowers you to fill your me jar with faith too.